Schaefer, it's Christmas time in the city. Night's chilly blanket has been thrown over central Texas has descended over the hill country the trees are bare Matthew's back porch is downright cold guess what folks I'm wearing a sweater I got my sweater out for tonight the crickets are silent for it is cold this December in and around Austin Texas where we sit Excited to bring you episode 158 of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. We're excited to bring you such wonderful segments as, Matthew, have you ever wondered, Widim Widis, or Widim Wis, whatever we're calling, whatever we're calling the old workshop these days, uh, we'll have a poem to you. We'll have Matthew's minutia. We'll have all the good stuff that you know and you love about OMH. But first, we'll have the Pride of Tarzana, California, award-winning former children's folk rocker, Matthew Rampey. Just the good old boys, never talking no sense, spouting political talk, you know they ain't on the fence, straightening the blurbs. Sharpening the skills, vocab that is. Someday APM might call them. They're taking all the red pills. Making their cast the only way they know how. Fifty's a little bit more than our listenership now. <laughs> well done. Fifties a little bit less than our. Oh, fifties a little bit. Is that right? Less, I think so. Less than fifty. There's only fifty no. people listening. Fifty is a number less than our total listenership. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Right. Yes. <laughs> less than or equals. Welcome to episode 158 of One Magical Hour, Matthew Schaefer Podcast Spectacular. Um, can I just draw your attention here to, uh. Waylon's lyrics, the last, the last bit of. I'm, I'm uh, a good old boy. You know, my mama loves me, uh-huh. but she don't understand why she ever sees my hands and not my face on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that? Oh, okay. I just got that. Is that because they only showed Waylon playing the guitar? I think so. Yeah. Huh. Does that part actually make the. The show? Do they say that on the I show? I think maybe in syndication it was cut off or something. Uh-huh. I, I'm I I feel like I'm pretty familiar with the show because I'm a kid from the south, not because 
I'm a racist jerk hole who like who loves a car called the General yeah. Leave. Let's we, just let's just get it all out here. Lightning Dukes of Hazard doesn't mean you're racist. Of course, the General Lee is problematic. Okay, Confederacy, but you know, it, it really wasn't that. No one should be ashamed. No, no, I I don't remember the show in its entirety, but I, I mean, I don't, don't think, think that, there were any specific. I think there was a single overtone black or brown person on it at all. Oh, so there was well, no, maybe that could be problematic. <laughs> yeah. no, right. There was no room for anybody to be racist because it was as if. Minorities didn't exist, right? <laughs> Which you know, so maybe that's why people think back on it. That you know yeah. doesn't, you know, there was there wasn't hatred directed towards them. So, but it's but that shouldn't be our bare like that shouldn't be our standard, right? Okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, anyway, still beloved to uh, still beloved to me, you know. My, like, I remember, like, just running around the playground at full speed, pretending that I was, basically pretending like I was the car, you know, and jumping off of things. Well, I remember one Christmas when I was probably in, oh, man, this is like kindergarten, first grade. Uh, I got, it was like a set that had, like, five cars from the show. There was the General Lee, which is a Dodge Challenger, right? I think it's a Challenger. Or is it a Charger? I'm pretty sure it's a Challenger. We'll look that up. And then there's there's Daisy's Jeep. Yeah. That has like a, a Firebird Hawk graphic yeah, on top. Yeah. Man, that thing's cool. Pretty sweet. And then there was Cooter's. He had like a blue uh, truck, right? Uh, I think it was a tow truck. Yeah, that sounds right. And then I guess uh, like uh, Roscoe's squad car. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Are we are we really talking about Dukes of Hazard? I'm sorry, y'all. So we mentioned it in the last episode, and just because uh, I know my father will be disappointed if I don't tell this story. Uh, when I was a kid on the playground in San Antonio, Texas. Criterion Monastery School. Uh, that, like I said, it was my favorite. I would run around full speed in circles, pretending to be the General Lee, basically pretending to be the car, and <laughs> just launch myself off of things, you know, straight up in the air. Well, that uh, was part of the draw of the whole thing is that the car was always finding some berm to jump. Yeah. They would jump. I don't know. I mean, how it's they right did. in the opening. Like the general lead takes a big jump. They jumped. They jumped that car over something in every episode. You know, I don't think that you can jump cars anymore. <laughs> Maybe back then. Maybe the the seventy two Challenger or whatever it was. Um, so one day, one day, I'm running around full speed, doing exactly that, and I basically trip or something or my legs got tangled up anyway i just went face first into the curb like the first thing to hit the curb was my mouth oh <laughs> knocked out my oh, right most of the front teeth that i had does that represent the grill of the car the, <laughs> yeah the radiator <laughs> anyway when they asked me you know they, had to, they took me to the doctor i think that you know i don't know how it works exactly maybe dad will get back to us about this 
I don't remember if they picked me up after school and I they had just iced my face down or what, or if they had to come during school and get me. But they, you know, they had to take me to the dentist to like look at my mouth, even though they weren't permanent teeth. They were they were baby teeth. They were some of my baby teeth. But uh yeah, so they're like, and what were you doing? And I was like, I was playing Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> huh. Boy, you really did have a, a a connection with the show. Yeah. And so it was funny, like, my family would always joke that later when we were watching the show, like, you know, there's the one scene where either Bo or Luke, I guess it was Bo, uh, shot a bow and arrow and it hit a dumpster and blew the dumpster up. That was always my mom. I would be like, oh, is that how your teeth get? <laughs> is that how you lost your teeth? <laughs> I thought that he shot like a barrel of something flammable and it was a flaming arrow. That's, that might be right. Yeah. Okay. I I looked it up just because I'm, listeners are tired of us not knowing the things, <laughs> not knowing about the things we're talking about. We should make a podcast about that. Maybe that is essentially the podcast. We talk about stuff we don't know about. Uh, <laughs> the General Lee was a 69 Charger. Dark Charger. Just that up. Correct that. that yeah. That... Just correct that in real time so that it doesn't have to go into next week's correction section. Correction section? Is that a new section? Section of correction. <laughs> so, as Schaefer mentioned, it is chilly this evening. Yeah. We're out on the back porch. It's not as cold as I thought it was going to be. No, yeah. Me oh, neither. Okay. I think it was actually cold earlier. I think so. I think bit. so too. Well, I think the wind stopped blowing. Something like the that. The wind yeah. was howling earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is, represents the end of our big selling time uh, for my clothing line, Hautum. You know, <laughs> Hautum, we feature autumn fabrics in, guy, autumn. In, in, in skimpy styles. You know, we do short shorts, we do bikini tops and halter tops and... <laughs> We do banana hammocks and. But do uh, they have like pumpkins on and squash on? Yeah, them? yeah. That, it's like sweat. Well, your sweater reminded me of it. Yeah. Like that, that we have this same, almost the same kind of uh, light blue brindled pattern. I love it. Light in, sweater. In like just a halter top for guys. I mean, this would be a super comfortable banana hammock. It, that would just. It would. Your boys would be fine your, in there. Your banana would yeah. be so comfortably in this um, hammock. Anyway, it's been a big season, our our initial season, Hautum. I, I wrote it out on the show sheet. I've been joking about that, but I realized Hautum, actually, it's a fun, it's a good word because it sort of looks like haute. Yeah, know? Like that's what I thought you were It is kind of haute couture, haute but it's, autumn, yeah. no, it's just, it's just hot autumn. It's yeah. when it, it's when the calendar says it's autumn, but it's quite still summer mm-hmm. here in Texas. And so it's. You know, it's all those pieces in your wardrobe that you still need for the end of summer, but you're ready for some sweater against your skin. Is sweater against your skin show title? Okay, sure. I'll forget it when it's time to. Yeah, yeah. No, don't don't do use that. <laughs> did you? See, I was kidding. Did you see? I brought back some Jack Sparrow. I did. I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking of referencing old things, TVTL and Jack Sparrow. I didn't, you know, like. I just didn't want to put the Pope in the Satanism and QAnon thing. And then, like, it hit me. Yeah. Jack Sparrow. It's good. I like that. Um, 
You said in a text that you had big news. I got big news. Was that for the podcast? I was going to say, let's uh, let's get to the big news. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Holding on, boss. Oh, yeah, big news. Big news, big news. Big news. Uh, so, you know, upcoming, we'll have John Cotter. Uh, he is my friend who just, uh, his yeah. novel is coming out oh, about sweet. his struggle with, he had a mysterious, he mysteriously lost his hearing. Oh, that's crazy. And years of going to doctors and stuff, couldn't figure out why. Huh. Anyway, he wrote a memoir about that whole experience. It's coming out soon from, I can't remember who's publisher, but one of the big ones. Oh, uh, publisher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big publisher. That's yeah. awesome. It's a big deal. So, and John's one of your frequent collaborators. Po- yeah, poetry collaborators. Yeah. yeah, a great friend of mine since my the very first fall semester of college up in Ohio and up to Emerson College okay. in Boston. Wow, made friend actually. Yeah, we had a we had a dorm meeting. You know, a floor meeting. You know, to meet the RAs and the other kids. You know living on our floor of the dorm and we were supposed to bring something that that meant something to us oh yeah uh-huh and my sister had <laughs> given me this little sticker that she had made in the oven of a cow and you mean a shrinky dink yeah it was kind of like that uh-huh and i brought that and i was like you know i'm gonna miss my sister this reminds me of her um and that worked like it didn't occur to me but like that had all of the girls being like oh He's so nice and sensitive. Uh, so that was a good move on my part. I was just like, but I was just running to the meeting. I didn't, I didn't know what to bring. And I saw, I was like, cool. Talk about grace. Uh, it worked out great. Uh, but there was this, there was this uh, kind of pale, wispy haired gentleman wearing a quite, quite formally dressed actually uh, sitting there. And he held up a picture of William Burroughs. Framed picture of William oh. Rose, like holding a pistol. And he said, if you know who this is, come talk to me. We'll get along. And that was it. That was his whole like introduction. Wow. And so afterwards, I went and found him. And I said, oh, so you're a fan of William Burroughs. And we would, then we went on a, like a two-hour walk all around uh-huh. East Back Bay in Boston, uh-huh. smoking cigarettes and talking about life and literature and music. and uh, Bonding. Yeah. It was a, it was a wonderful. Like he told me about his summer romance that had been very dramatic and was, uh, was trying. You know, he was trying to continue it uh, into the fall. Oh right. Um, but it it had caused all sorts of scandal among their friend group. Um, and I, you know, talked a little bit about my love for the Beatniks and some other. Uh, you know, of course, we talked talked a little Bukowski, um, stuff like that. Uh, Talked about Tom Waits. Uh, really fun. Sorry, I'm going on and on. <laughs> well, you're a really cool college freshman. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think I discovered the Beat Poets till a couple of years later, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it was really nice. So, really fun. And then, yeah, it wasn't until years later that we started collaborating on poems. Um, did he live in New York City? No, he never did. Never did. You, yeah. So, since then, you've never lived in the same city with him? That's true. Yeah. Wow. 
But I would go when I lived up in New York. I would go up to visit him pretty regularly. He still live in Massachusetts. No, he and his wife moved to Denver. Denver. They just moved back to Connecticut. I see. Um, That was kind of a move for for his wife. Uh, I think they didn't like Denver. No, they did, but he really missed the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think he's pretty happy to be back. I don't know. We can we can ask him. Um, I've, it's unfortunate that we haven't been able to schedule him and, uh, the part it's absolutely just scheduling. And, yeah. It's tough. Uh, we'll get it worked out. Yeah. But big news, we're going to, we'll work out, we'll definitely get him on, but we need to be very careful about our scheduling in the next couple of weeks because I got a text from Kevin Alejandro. Oh yeah. And he said, so sorry. He said, my life's been wild. I just wrapped though. Or sorry, he's wrapping on Tuesday. On oh. Tuesday, he's wrapping whatever project he's working on now. And he will be off until after the new year. And so we're going to have to find a way to, okay. in those two weeks, we're going to have to find a way to make that happen. Okay. Talk to Kevin Alejandro. So super exciting. I saw him on the Netflix. I just like saw his picture on the Netflix the other day. And yeah. I was like, oh, I know that guy. I don't. <laughs> By the way, know him at all. You know how but you can. You and Jameson do. You know how you can pull up avatars for Netflix? You know, like if you have. Oh, that's different... what it was. Yeah, I've got him. That's set. what it was. Because so. I've had this. Um, it's it's just a square box, but it's like aviator shades and kind of a cop mustache uh-huh. for the longest time. But just the other day, just to like amuse my kids, I changed my avatar and I, I went looking through them all. That's where I did see Kevin Alhadra. Yeah. And I settled on um, Boss Baby. Oh, good one. For me. Because you remember my Halloween costume? <laughs> Which, where I was the I was the, the transporter. In uh-huh. my mind, I was the transporter. But people thought I was maybe Men in Black or, um, or I was just like an undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could also be Boss Baby. Me and Boss Baby look a lot alike. I don't know if you've seen Boss it. Baby voiced by Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Have you, you seen that movie? Yeah. I, I never have. Oh, dude. Boss Baby is funny. It's a good one? Yes. It's, there's a movie and a, a series and bo- there's a Boss Baby franchise. And avocados? I, I mean, I'm not going. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. I wouldn't come. With, I didn't, six I didn't, and a half? I didn't even. Oh, six, six avocados. Watch Boss Baby. Boss Baby's fun. All right. <laughs> a lot of fun. So, Kevin Alejandro coming up. But more news. I was chatting with a regular, I don't know if I've brought it up on the show or not, but I have a regular named Zach Reiner, and he found out through 23andMe that he had 15 siblings that he didn't know about, and it's because his biological father was a doctor who, uh, in the early 70s, found himself, there, there were women trying to become pregnant. And they ran out of he was just donors, sperm. and so he donated a bunch of his own. And uh, well, that's got to be quite an experience. To uh, like, how many siblings did he grow up with? Well, these are all questions that you. Uh, all, oh, you want to have him on the podcast? He's going to come on the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Gee, I, I had been thinking that we haven't had any guests lately. Yeah. Mainly because guests take like. It's one more step for booking, you know. Yeah. Scheduling. Yeah. It's not easy just to schedule it's not easy. you and I together, much less 
a third party. But we're going to have to do it because these are going to be really fun ones. We've been doing pretty good. Uh, we've, we've been doing good Friday shows. Yeah. I'm happy with the Friday show. That'll probably be best for, I would imagine Zach would appreciate a Friday show. I don't know if we if he's going to come here or if we're going to call him. Um, I figure I'll just give him the opportunity to choose or um, I don't know how you feel about that or well uh, maybe we'll just call okay because that makes it easier for everybody it's easier yeah yeah um also I, I don't know that guy <laughs> he's he's like he's cool I wouldn't invite right. anybody right. over here who wasn't cool you and... you wouldn't invite a serial killer to my house no oh, that's nice of you that's why we're friends that's what friends are for. And and like even not just being a student, like he's really cool, like like relaxed, down, not judgmental. Oh, oh okay. Down for whatever. Oh, you know, sure. Funny. Our kind smart. of people. Yeah. Okay. okay. But like more more even than just the bare minimum, not just serial killer is of course. <laughs> so Doop 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 doop! Big news! Big news! Wait, we, there's there more big no, news? No, it's the end of it. Oh, the, oh, okay, man, that was a good segment. That's <laughs> the end. Of uh, you've got my hopes up on a lot of fronts, so I hope at least some of that works out. Um, I I feel like I got to bring it down for just a second. Some uh, yeah. stuff happened in the news this last week that was upsetting to me. Yeah. Uh, rest in peach. Rest in Peace, Coach Mike Leach. I like rest in rest peach. In peach. <laughs> I think Mike Leach would like that I think too. He would too. Yeah, I'm so sad about that one. I what a neat guy. Love this guy one and have kind. this connection with him because not an actual connection. Listen, I don't know Mike Leach okay. at all. I never met him. I see all these things on social media. People were recounting all these times they met Mike Leach, and he sounds everything. Apparently it's in, awesome. Apparently in Lubbock, he spent a lot of time just drinking poolside at his hey, apartment complex. Yeah, he just hangs out. Maybe. <laughs> um, here's how I, 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 maybe I have this guy up on a pedestal. Not, not really for the college football acumen and prowess and and the winning records, but, but more of like, well, more of his personality. And he, he was too weird for Lubbock. Mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely true. Uh, he took that Texas Tech football program to heights it had never seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he got cross with... Meanwhile, like, revolutionizing college football oh, and offense, cha- Oh, oh you know? yeah, and yeah. changing college football. Yeah. Or football, you know. Yeah. Um, his, his, I feel like that is, his impact has bled over into the league. I think it you has, know, yeah. You sure. see some of that spread. Um. Spread out for me. I mean, there, there is also a, uh, uh, the the league might have influenced him too. You know, in a way, college football wasn't doing the passing off. Anyway, mm-hmm. whatever. That that's beside the point. He was too weird for Lubbock, and there was this incident with Craig James's son, Adam James, who said he was mistreated by Coach Leach and the program. They they locked him in a a um they he he claims that he was no, not they didn't lock him in he he was in a he was in a shed with the lights off 
which oh, is what you're supposed to do. Because he had a concussion. You have a concussion. Right. You're supposed to be in a dark room. But, so they're like, go sit in that dark room. Yeah. But then he like complained like a crybaby. And his dad's this. And this kid was a notorious fuckhead. Like, well, his dad's a notorious fuckhead. His dad was on that SMU team that they killed the hooker. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow, I didn't even know that. That's... There was this like thing back in the day. Like, of course, he didn't do any. Of course, there was no repercussions. But there's this teammates, and there was this incident with a prostitute, and that's his backstory. Mm-hmm. And and then they they you know there's this political thing against Mike Leach because of that. And but also he didn't get along with the athletic director Kent Hance at Texas Tech. And they they shit canned him a day before he was to receive like a million dollar guarantee on his contract mm. or something. And, you know, it it was it was a really messed up situation. And, you know, for a while, he just he went down to Key West. He was obsessed yeah. with yeah. the Bahamas and pirates. And, yeah. you know, he went down to Key West and he was like doing like a this kind of thing. Yeah. And he was podcasting from Key West. And then he went up to Pullman, Washington State. Pullman is a similar situation to Lubbock. It's like a little town in nowhere. And they got this school there. And it's hard to recruit. And he did the same thing. It was awesome. I just, I follow, I was like, I, I love, I just loved his exploits. And I, I read this interview about him and his life in Pullman a couple of years ago. And it sounds like that was a great experience. And then, then he goes to my wife's alma mater. We're already we're a Mississippi State family. Uh, yeah. I'm married into a Mississippi State yeah, family. That's cool. And I've I've been to a game there. I've been to the Egg Bowl in Starkville. And uh, just a couple weeks ago was the Egg Bowl. They, they play it at Thanksgiving. It's Mississippi State Ole Miss. It was in old. It was in Ox, Oxford, mm-hmm. which is where Ole Miss is this time. And he beat Ole Miss just a couple weeks ago. That is so cool. And I was talking about him then. I've been, you know, I just, I really look up to the guy. Mm-hmm. He, w- But here, here's our connection. He was too weird for Lubbock. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just, I know how he like feels. <laughs> and, you know, he had a, he had a heart incident and wasn't attended to, like, you know, it happened and he, it was like 10 or 15 minutes went by before anybody found him. And I mm. was like, bro, mm. he passed and. Terrible. He's not an old guy, 61. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. It hit me kind of hard. I got to say. I hear you, man. I hear you. And, um, but I got to say, I'm glad that he didn't spend this last decade plus in Lubbock, Texas, quite honestly. Absolutely. So it's like, that shows me that stuff happens in your life (coughs) and you think it's bad. You don't understand why it happens. But it happens for a reason because because elsewise you might get stuck in Lubbock till you till you die. Here's the Mike Leach. Yeah. All right. And then another coaching news. What about this Texas basketball program? Honestly, that story looked depressing, so I didn't click on it. I don't know. There's well the well it's the, too bad because the here was an, an, another really guy that was kind of too weird for Lubbock. He comes here and then he's he's involved in this domestic assault charge and he's he's going to be gone i think texas basketball seems a little maybe a little cursed like they can't quite get it right and they they it seemed to be kind of a winning formula and then this jerk for a minute there in the college basketball standings 
Houston was number one and Texas was number two. That's pretty cool. I know. Not that the standings. Well, hopefully the Longhorns can keep it together, keep it interesting. I love uh, I love March Madness. I'm excited about the tournament. I don't know anything about that. I don't I don't know if the I don't know if they can or what. I, you know, I just I surely they'll they'll find somebody else to coach. But I don't know if uh, hopefully that yeah they'll be able to keep the. Let me ask you this: Do you think that the coach has a lot to do with it? It depends on the sport, but I think for. College basketball, yeah, there's probably, you know, those kids are, you know, disorganized. and Or, I mean, or football, too. You know, like, yeah. You know, we're over here talking about coaches. With football, it's a big deal. Cause, it's you know, a big deal, the coach. Football is like playing chess with human beings, you know. Everybody co- moves. You're talking about in a situation where the coach is making the calls. Yeah. Right. Right. In addition to, you know, inspiring, you know, young people who – you know. Yeah, there's all the soft skills of being a coach. Yeah. You know. It's not just your acumen with the game. It's 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 all of your people skills. Yeah. Inspiring people and challenging people and developing the whole athlete, you know. Yeah. It's a lot to it. It's interesting. I watched the sixty minutes on Mike Leach. Oh cool. Uh that they shot in like two thousand nine. Swing your sword. Swing your sword. Your body is that's, your sword. That's what Swing he, your sword. That's what he told him. Somewhere I have a t-shirt with like Mike Leach on. I think maybe like they drew drew an eye patch on him. Is that right? And yeah. It says your body is your sword. Swing your sword. Yeah, that's cool. All right, all right. Well, do we are we are we are we talking about morbidity in every podcast now? I feel like. I feel like death has become a segment on the podcast. It might be something that we're going to have to deal with just being our age. Sure. Matthew. Sure. Um, I got a couple more things here. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I got a news cruise. I love a good news Remember cruise. Remember the news cruise? Remember Grace was like, ah, why you guys shouldn't do news? Exciting and news. Um, from the BBC. World's oldest known genes found in 1857 shipwrecks sell for $114,000. They got to Manish Bandari. To Manish Bandari. This is a this is a news cruise for Manish. <laughs> this pair of pants found in this shipwreck. This this shipwreck sounds so interesting. It's from the SS Central America, also known as the Ship of Gold. Mm. It was a 280-foot steamer that brought passengers to and from Central America to the mm-hmm. to the east coast of the U.S. during the 1850s. The ship sank in a Category 2 hurricane September of 1857, killing – I love this part of the article – killing 425 out of 578 passengers and crew members. Good work, Category 2. Why don't they say the name of the hurricane? Were they not naming them at that time? Oh, maybe not. Yeah, I bet the system wasn't in place yet. Passengers sank with an estimated 21 tons of gold coins and artifacts. The shipwreck was discovered in 1988. Yeah, they found it in 1988. And so this was at an auction. These jeans are a a five-button fly design. There, There is... 
there's this idea of the the style of gene influenced Levi Strauss that the genes were in a trunk belonging to a one John Dement, a man from Oregon, who may have pur- purchased the genes in San Francisco. The auction company said, which is marketing lies. <laughs> um, the flies. The fly design is nearly identical, if not technically identical, to Levi's of today, inclusive of the exact style, shape, and size of the buttons themselves, auction officials said. So the auction officials were in high sales gear there. But the company's historian and archive director, Tracy Panic, told the BBC, there's no connection between Levi Strauss and company and the Reno auction pants, nor were they minor miners work pants which i don't know they they were saying that they belong to a miner so wait now can you explain to me like how were these they were fairly well preserved or how did that happen in a shipwreck (sighs) yes so here's a picture they they were in a trunk but is it a waterproof trunk i guess well, they don't look perfectly preserved. No, they really, they're not well preserved They look at all. pretty jacked. There's sort of a picture of them. Um, yeah, those are... Uh, and sorry, help is, me out. What did they go for? 114000 which seemed that seems cheap, right, Manish? For the <laughs> oldest pants, for the oldest jeans known to man. I, I mean, not in that <laughs> condition. The sale comes two months after a pair of vintage Levi's from the 1880s found in an abandoned mine shaft in the Western U S sold for 76,000 at an auction in New Mexico. Apparently there was a lot of stuff they were selling from this shipwreck. I haven't seen a picture of the other one. The ones I heard about the one found what? in the mine shaft. Why are they auctioning? Like off nobody's wearing these stuff. jeans, right? I think it's just an artifact now, I but I mean, if you were to wear them, you would be like, Hey, I'm, these pants have got a story to tell. <laughs> these cost me 114 grand. So that was like, that was a current topic. And I want to just take us to an old topic. Have you ever seen the video for One Night in Bangkok? <laughs> I must have, but I don't. Well, I want us to revisit it now. And I hope I get the volume right on this. But we're going to watch a video of One Night in Bangkok. Do you like that song? Yeah, sure. I loved that song. And I think it's because it's like sort of a rap song. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, this is not a news cruise, but, um, (laughs) wait, one night in Bangkok from chess. Maybe this isn't, maybe this wasn't the original chess, the the musical. (sighs) I don't know. Is that what it's from? I have no idea. Well, just, just, this is that the listeners love when they're just watching something. Listeners, go watch this video. There's... It's bonkers. It's very exciting. Yeah, there's some very well-dressed guy in a nice white linen suit. Got a very 80s feel, doesn't it? This... Wait, this song is about chess. Time flies, doesn't seem a minute since the derelient's ball had the chess bars in it. All change, don't you know that when you 
Did you know that this song was about chess? <laughs> I was only very, very fleetingly familiar with this song. Okay, I've just, just I've just derailed the podcast. <laughs> Do you know anything about Chess the Musical? No. No. Is, is that what this is related to? I see. I don't I don't know anything about it all, but I'm just aware of the existence of a Chess the Musical. Yeah, from the album Chess, the original recording. Album by Benny Anderson and Bjorn Ulvaeus. Yeah. Chess musical. Chess is a musical written by... <laughs> oh. It's by the guys from ABBA. Oh. Lyrics by Bjorn Ulvaeus and Tim Rice. And then... Uh, Tim Rice wrote the dialogue. The story involves a politically driven Cold War era chess tournament between two grandmasters, one American, the other Soviet, and their fight over a woman who manages one and falls in love with the other. Oh. Although the protagonists were not intended to represent any real individuals, the character of the American grandmaster was loosely based on Bobby Fischer. And some elements of the story were inspired by the careers of Russian grandmasters Viktor Korpnoy and Anatoly Karpov. Okay, well, that's hot. It's an allegory for the Cold War. I don't know. One night I was just watching TV and this came on and I just... I was blown away. I was blown away by this. No, I watched this weird channel. I Um, think I remember you. Vivo. Right, right. Oh, look. It's... Yeah, Vivo is like an alternative YouTube, right? No, I mean it's whatever. No, not that's Vimeo, right? No, there's this channel called Vivo. That's this is over the antenna. Mm-hmm. This is not cable. We might it's have like, talked about it's it. It's like HDMI. Oh yes, I because ha- I, I, I keep seeing. This is why I keep bringing up strange videos, videos from the yeah. past. <laughs> because I see them on Vivo. (laughs) It's just, it's just below the channels. If you like go down to like Fox is the last channel. Uh If you go down below that, there's like all these Vivo (laughs) options. There's a seventies channel and an eighties channel. Oh, that's nice. That's granular. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm sorry (laughs) to ruin the podcast with that stupid commentary no i let's just let's find a good poem i had forgotten this. about chess the musical uh, i have a couple of things for you oh good 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 uh bring us back to our former glory matthew have you ever right. wondered yeah what ever became of me i'm living on imaginary radio living on that w-o-m-h why you know what do you call that Big street right out here that I used to get to your house. Oh, I call it Burrell. Oh, 
That's that's not what I was talking uh, oh, about. No. Uh, oh, oh, the boy. Big we got real granular. Uh, now people know where I am. Yeah, you gave okay. it away. Um, the big one. Vernon. No. Oh, Olin. No. Uh, 183. 183 or? Research Boulevard. Research Boulevard. Why is it called Research Boulevard? Because there were all these, like, tech companies that opened out there, right? Uh, yeah, uh, more or, or less. It, or does it go by J.J. Pickle Research Campus? Specifically, because there's also Technology Boulevard over there, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I looked it up. It seems like the prevailing, they're pretty sure that it has to do with Texas Instruments, TI specifically. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Was did TI have a presence here? Yeah, they had a big campus. Is TI no more? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, I was driving around tonight. Uh dropped I dropped a uh Is this Matthew Very Warner or is this a stories of Lyft driving? Kind of a little both, yeah. A little melange. I've been doing a lot of Lyft driving lately, so uh, I gave a ride the other night to a lady. I continue to have just nice, normal people, which is great. You know, I told some people about the bar, but it's just, I don't have any good stories from it, really. Mm. Although the other night... Nice, normal rides are so boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm maybe there's an app for, Careful like, what you wish for, of maybe, course. Maybe there's an app for just, like, psychos. Just the yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, careful what you wish for. But, uh... I picked up a lady, uh, and it was kind of funny because, like, I went to a weird place, you know, up north of 183, and it wasn't, like, the GPS wasn't doing a very good job of showing me around. I ended up, like, just driving in through this, around, there's a bunch of buses around. I made, the, I went through this gate and made a left turn, and this lady came, she came up, and she was like, oh, you're not supposed to be in here. She got in the car, she's like, we got to get out of here. Oh. You're not supposed to be in here. Right. And, uh, like, I was in an area where only city buses were allowed to be. <laughs> it just happened, to, like, the gate just happened to be open. It wasn't supposed to be open. And uh -huh. so we had to, like, dash around and get out of there before the date, gate closed. It was really, it was exciting and, uh, you know, a little bit suspenseful. <laughs> but uh, I, was, I picked a lady who was a bus driver, which uh -huh. was exciting, you know, for me. You know, maybe because I consider, you know, herself kind of a cousin of mine professionally a couple of drivers you know a couple of pro drivers but i i, I don't know you and that lady and mario I watched, andretti i thought it was interesting i think bus driver is an interesting job like driving those huge buses around you know i was i was i always watch them and like wonder like wow how do you do that you know so i had a pleasurable conversation with her i asked her how many how many buses do you think are operating in austin texas on a given day. Not enough. Yeah, never enough, but that's kind of uh, what I was getting at. I was wondering how okay. many. Okay. You mean to put a number on yeah. it? Three hundred. No, that's too many. Interesting. Yours is a little higher than mine. I was guessing two hundred, but it's more it's closer to five hundred. Is that right? Yeah. I thought I was being generous with three hundred. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say eighty. Uh, it's not enough. Yeah, still not enough though. But uh, there's you know there's but 500, not okay. enough room for them anyway. You know, like, yeah, there's yeah. so much traffic. Right. And, I don't know how. You know, with all of the construction going on on the east side, it's 
it isn't easy for me to drive my little car from my house to work. I can't imagine driving one of those humongous buses around there. Those people are amazing. <laughs> You'd have to have a lot of patience. <laughs> no doubt, which I do. And that's like that's an important thing about Lyft driving, too, is having patience. Mm-hmm. Just taking it slow, knowing you're going to get there, that everything's going to be okay. So, shout out to... Shout out to public transit. Yeah. Shout out to commuter rail drivers. Yeah. And bus drivers everywhere. What do you think Ralph Cramden would have to say about that? Oh, it's a Honeymooners <laughs> reference. Yeah. Wasn't he a bus driver on that show? Oh, is that right? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I, uh, I had another like you know how I know how I know I know I'm old moment. <laughs> What's this segment called? <laughs> What's this segment called again? Y K W K. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't don't do the acronym. You can't do it. It's your wikio. <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah. Uh, there were some, there was, you know, uh, it's tough for buses to turn, right? You know, you have to, if there's a bunch of people lined up going, you know, perpendicular, then the bus can't make the turn, make a right turn. And Mm, people kept, there was a bus trying to make a right turn the other day and I stopped and I like waved and honked and let them make the turn rather because people were just driving right through and this was like, this bus is never going to turn. And I stopped and I let the bus through. I was like, that is such an old guy thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's such an old guy thing to do to pay attention while you're driving. Yeah. And to, you know, drive drive courteously. Yeah. And aware. Yeah. So, uh, oh, just one of those funny things. How, Matthew, how, how do you pronounce the word O-F-T-E-N? Um, I guess I pronounce it often. Often. Yeah. Right. I say often. What do you do? And I, I can't remember. I don't know. I think, I don't know if it's just to be contrary or just to, you know, be a little intentionally weird. I can't remember if I've always said it or if I just decided. Well, does it make any feeling better that I call it duct tape? Duct tape. <laughs> duct tape. Yeah, you got to get two T's in there. It's interesting, but you know, duct I tape think is I... a brand too, right? With D U C K. Even though the um, the stuff is the, it maybe there is a the brand, common noun the, for the stuff the is, duct is duct tape. But but yeah, but I'm pretty sure with often I just I don't pronounce the T. Often, but is that regional? I don't Is know. that a, like a colloquial? I looked it up, and actually, both are correct. The first pronunciation, which I guess in a dictionary, the the first one is the more used one, is often, yeah, without the t, but often with the t is also correct. Okay, it doesn't sound like you're trying to be too much of a jerk face <laughs> if you say often. Often. Like it does, I like like it does when I pronounce. I like all the kinds way it makes words. my mouth feel when I pronounce the T. Yeah, I often. said it. I said it just then, and it it did feel good. It's the first time my mouth has felt good this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> should, all right, should folks. The listeners are like my ears too. Is it time for a poem? I think so. I was thinking today I would tell you a poem. 
that is the first poem that I ever wrote. Yeah. Have I done this on the show before? No. Uh, last week got me second guessing. <laughs> I did the... Yeah. Okay. There's there's lots of opportunities for us to repeat ourselves here, you know, and if if you say if I repeat something you said, that's not shocking, vice versa. So yeah, no. No, no, be, I'm I'm almost certain I've never heard this before. This must be second or third grade. Okay. And I had I had written some songs before this, but the songs were just changing the words to other songs. Like I do with the parody? Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like when, when, that doesn't really count as art. One song that uh-huh. I wrote, and I asked I asked Miss Jane if I could perform it for the class one morning, and she let me, uh, was, you know the old children's song, Oh, do you know the muffin man, the muffin man, the muffin sure. man, oh, do you know the muffin man who lives on Drury Lane? And so I just, like, had that, I was like, oh, do you know the baker man, the baker man, the baker man, do you know the baker man lives on, and then I, I think I just changed Drury to whatever, who lives on Baker Lane, that was my song, and then, oh, do you know the trash can man or whatever. <laughs> it's just, it just named professions and things. Uh, that was an early, uh, an early creative work uh-huh. by a uh, tiny little Schaefer, but uh, uh, all original poem. The first one was about Ben Franklin. Okay. And it went, a good man was Benjamin Franklin. Most never did he get a spanking. He flew his kite on a stormy night and almost was turned into bacon. Dang. Uh, <laughs> That was your Which first? I know. Yeah. I think Is that like a limerick? Yeah. yeah. But I think uh I think the, the thing about the thing that I later learned about Ben Franklin is that he probably actually did get quite a few spankings. He was a pretty uh he was a bad he was boy. pretty naughty little boy. So yeah. we should change it to a good man was Ben Benjamin Franklin, though often though often did he get a spanking. <laughs> he flew his kite on a stormy night and almost was turned into bacon. I like that. Uh, I would say it's it like never, this. never too late to edit your poems. Um, and often he did get a spanking. Uh, <laughs> so uh, next time, maybe or at some point in the future, I'll I'll tell you guys the second poem I ever wrote because that one was actually included in the anthology of young people's poetry, edited by Naomi Shihab Nye. <laughs> Well, see, that makes a lot more sense as to why you headed in that poetry direction. <laughs> you were encouraged at a young age. Yeah, definitely. Like when we've talked about it before, it was mostly just a an F you to the universe. I'm going to become a poet. Yeah, that was like, yeah, now, that was. But now I see how from a young age you were kind of, that's how I was with art. But it was never a you career know? for me. It was always fun, just a fun diversion. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, but but it but it did become a career. Yes. Yeah. That was but the FU was turning it into a career. I, right. Right. The FU to the universe. Yeah. I feel like that's why I headed towards art because I was I got feedback about it when I was young. They said you're good at it. Oh, so. hey, oh, it's a good drawing or whatever, and so I just sort of kept at it. And here it's and here's where it's gotten me. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. 
And what a wonderful podcast. People uh, people have asked me, hey, are you have you been making any art? Went and saw my friends in San Francisco. And like a couple weeks ago, a friend was saying, just texting me, being like, hey, you, you been making any art lately? And he was asking because he wanted to talk about his creative pursuits, which is great. And I encourage. And I was like, eh, really haven't, man, you know? Really, all my creativity has gone into the podcast, you know, in the last yeah. couple of years. I haven't made any art. I used to make art, you know. So it is what it is. I hope it's art. Hey, I hope this is art. Hey, who cares if it is? Thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks for listening. Oh, update on. Shout out to some of these folks. Who are you out there? Update on our website. I'm still trying to get it fixed. It's lost. <laughs> it's lost forever. Don't ever go to onemagicalhour.com again. 404. Not found. <laughs> All right. I'll well, update you next time on, the, on my, my, woes, my internet woes. Everybody's chomping at the bit. <laughs> All right. We got great things coming up. Listen next time. We love you all. Don't stop listening. Thanks for the feedback. The poor the choices. And the sweeter the wine.